Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted, you should listen to all of the episodes as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today J.D. Ross, who's the Associate Dean of Admissions at Hamilton College in beautiful Clinton, New York. J.D., thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I am doing great, John, really great, and I really appreciate your invitation to join you uh, this morning here on your podcast. It is my absolute honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, and I'm looking forward to hearing about all the great things that Hamilton offers both inside and outside of your great classrooms. So, J.D., let me ask you, what are some of the things you personally love about Hamilton that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? Well, first of all, I, I think the thing that, that really sets Hamilton apart and something I really uh, admire is our approach to the student's academic journey. Our approach to academics is a little bit different than they might be uh, used to when they're looking at schools and colleges, and that is that at Hamilton we have an open curriculum. So we allow students to pursue their passions, we allow them to focus on the importance of writing uh, in any discipline that they eventually choose. Um, we have a really strong and close community. About a hundred, all, all students, hundred percent of our students live on campus. So if you are not in one of our study abroad or study away programs, you're living on our residential campus. You're part of an engaged student body. Um, and I have to say, I really enjoy um, the conversations I get to have with our students in this community. Um, you know, that, that, that's what makes me want to get up in the morning and, 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 and come <laughs> to work, right? I, we have, a, we have a, in our admission office, we have, you know, a number of tour guides. We have uh, senior fellows in our office. And, uh, you know, to a T, uh, you stopping and talking to them in the halls and having these kind of serendipitous conversations. They are always um, really engaged students. Um, it, it just leads to some really great hallway conversations, which I really look forward to. And, and I think um, another thing is the incredible resources we have. We're a school of opportunity. We are need blind for U.S. domestic students during the admission process. We meet full need of all students. And it's really how we support 
support our students when they're here, right? Not, not only in, in funding their education, but through a, a very close-knit and tiered advising process, a really devoted, uh, connected alumni body. I think that, you know, when you come to Hamilton and you join this community, you, you, you're joining this community f for, for life. Um, and not to mention, we've also got the, the best founding father there in Alexander Hamilton. And, and what I think is, is, is the best motto. Our, our motto is know thyself. And it, it's not that we expect students to, to come, right? They're, they're 16, 17, 18 years old coming to a college campus. Not that we expect them to know themselves when they get to Hamilton, but more that we hope that Hamilton is the platform is the place where they will grow into knowing themselves, where they're going to get that experience inside of the classroom and outside of the classroom and really start to grow into the person that they were meant to become. Well, I really appreciate that intro. I particularly love how you talked about the Need Blind program to support all of your students. And I didn't know that 100% of your students, unless, of course, they're studying abroad, but 100% of your students, in fact, live on campus to support that community that Hamilton surely builds. And I mentioned that because I read a statistic that 94% of your freshman class returned, which is an astonishing statistic. It's a testament to the great work you do in admissions in order to get the right students on campus. But once they're on campus, the work that the college does to foster that sense of community. So thank you so much for that intro, JD, and I really appreciate it. And so that leads me to my next question. JD, students usually spend at least four years in college. So visiting campus before committing to a school is important for the student to get a feeling of the campus and, of course, the surrounding area. If a student is able to visit campus, what are the areas that they absolutely should visit? And JD, what are some questions they should be asking to help them determine if Hamilton is, in fact, the right fit for them? Well, John, I agree with you that, that a campus visit is important, if possible, for students. Um, I realize that it isn't always something that all students can easily do. I know that you know we, we draw from all over. We have 7% um, of our students are international. We're pulling students in this, um, this last fall's enrolling class. They came from 47 different states. And, and so we realize that not everyone can get here. Um, you know, a side effect of, of the pandemic, a side effect of COVID is that colleges in general and especially Hamilton have made it a lot easier for students to discover and interact with us virtually now and and students can mix and match offerings they might be able to to get a campus visit in but they may also join us for a couple of virtual or online sessions that we're hosting too and I think the the if, if you can call it a a, a silver lining out of, of the cloud of the, the pandemic is that <laughs> you know students have many more opportunities for college discovery than they did pre-pandemic uh, for sure but if you come to hamilton i i would suggest that do the tour and the information session sometimes we'll package them together when you sign up sometimes we'll have them separate you know one is done at noon and one is done at two, but I would really encourage you to students to do both because that gives you two viewpoints. One of the admission officer giving the information session and one of the student tour guide taking you on your tour. And we really do pride ourselves on trying to keep our tour groups relatively small. Uh, when we can, we'll do personalized tour groups or 
you know, if we can keep it to two or three families with a tour guide, it really makes it a, a great experience for the prospective student. But I always tell our prospective students when, when I finish the information session, send them out on, on their tour, that student guide is going to be the closest to the student experience. You should be asking them questions uh, about their day-to-day, -day, right? What classes are they taking this semester? How do they interact with the faculty teaching those classes? Where do they live, right? Point, point out your residence hall. Um, what clubs or activities? What sports might you be involved in? Um, I think those are all really great questions to, to, to dive into what their day-to-day, -day, what their, their campus life experience is. Now, the admission officer, right, they're going to be able to tell you more about the mechanics of the college, right, the, the curriculum, the overall educational philosophy, the resources, um, like advisors, the career center, internship opportunities, research, right? Um, so good questions for the admission officer, right? Do they do a Q&A at, at the end of the information session or you can come up to them afterwards, right? Um, details about what you might study, what majors or concentrations are available if, you've, if you're thinking about a particular area of study you want to focus on, right? How, how, what is research like? How do students get connected to faculty for research? Where do they go for career guidance? What does, what does that process look like, right? Um, I'm, I'm really close to this process. We went through this with my own daughter last year. She, she's a first-year uh, college student right now. Uh, not, not at Hamilton, but, uh, but she's a first-year first college student. And, and so this is really kind of close in my memory. Um, you know, and I think if, if I can leave you with one really key piece of advice, and you touched on this a little bit earlier when you mentioned Hamilton's retention statistic there of 94%, right? And again, number we're really proud of. But... The most important thing to remember, at the end of the day, you are going to be joining a community. And you have to find the community that is right for you. Um, and I always say, it's fine to talk with anybody you see on a campus visit, right? Another tour guide might be walking another way. You might see a faculty member. You might see students at a student center when you walk by. Um, Hamilton's community, I, I find our students are really open and, and, and friendly, right? You come here, you'll be able to do that. You, you know, grab somebody in, in line at the, at the uh, cafe next to the bookstore and, and ask them a question. I, I, I would say that, you know, 99% of the time, you're going to get somebody who's going to want to turn around and be engaged and, and, and enter a conversation with you and, and share a little bit of their Hamilton experience. Well, we really appreciate that overview. I love how you broke it down in terms of types of questions that you could ask the actual tour guide, the actual questions you could ask people in the admissions office, and of course, random students on campus. I think that's great. And JD, you also mentioned the virtual opportunities, which of course, you're right, it's something that we definitely learned throughout the pandemic. So that leads me to my next question. What are some of the things that students do to demonstrate their interest in Hamilton and do you track such things as part of your overall admissions process? Sure. Well, visiting campus, right? Taking that tour, doing one of our virtual events, uh, seeing us at a college fair. If we happen to visit your high school, those are all really good ways to show that you're interested in a college. Um, you know, we're, we're looking for students at the end of the day who, who want to join this residential community, who want to become active members of this community and who will thrive here. Um, so students who, who can demonstrate that they know a bit about us, that's, that's helpful. Um, but it is, and I, and I really have to stress, it's just one small part of our application review um, process. And we know, right, like I mentioned earlier with the virtual events, uh, there are students who will, might never be able to physically come 
to campus and, and, and show this interest in us. So obviously virtual events are, are a great way to engage. After a student has, has applied to Hamilton, um, you know, making sure your application is complete, taking advantage of uh, the optional ways that are there to supplement uh, your application through optional essays, an interview, and we've got a few different, few other different ways post-application for you to supplement your app. All optional, but all great ways to to make sure that you know that that, that Hamilton and, and other colleges as well if, that you might be applying to know that you're serious um, uh, about your candidacy for admission. Well, we really appreciate that, JD. Thank you so much. And so let's go to the application itself. When reviewing applications, do you do so regionally or by intended major? JD, any insight in your overall application process would be greatly appreciated. Students and parents always ask questions and always wonder about what happens once they hit the submit button. Sure, well, with our open curriculum, um, and, and really I think this is probably true for a lot of liberal arts colleges, you're not applying by major. Um, at, at Hamilton, we you don't actually declare your major until the second half of your sophomore year. We give you a, a lot of freedom. We don't have general education requirements or distribution requirements. We really want you to study broadly across liberal arts and expose yourself to different areas before you make that major, before you lock that in, right? So we're not a school that, that reviews or, or admits um, by your intended major. Um, all high school students uh, for Hamilton will have an admission officer who is uh, responsible for the applicants in their geographic area. Um, and if you go to our website, if you look at our staff list, you'll see, right, who's responsible for, for what area, right? You, next to my name, it shows that I'm responsible for uh, the Westchester, New York area and the Syracuse and Utica area, right? Kind of broken down. I always tell students, it's, it's really good to know who your admission officer is um, because we're there to be a resource for you. Um, I would say it's, you know, and I tell the students in, in my territory when I do high school visits and when I do events and reach out, I say, look, it's fine for you to email me, reach out, right? Call with questions, email with questions at any point in the process. That, that's what we're there for. Um, I also stress with students, check your email after you apply. Really important. We send you information about your applicant portal. Um, and it's really important for you to take an active role in managing your application after we receive it from you. There's, I mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of ways to supplement your app. It's making sure that you're keeping on top of the required materials and things that you have to send us or make sure that your guidance counselor or your school is sending us. There's some checklists in your portal for financial aid and for uh, admission items and it's really good to get in the habit of checking often and managing that part of your application. Let me also delve in a little bit to um, our application review process. I, you know, this is kind of like the cloud of secrecy <laughs> in, in the college, right, in the, in the application review process, but it's more than just that, um, that territory dean, that admission dean responsible for that geographic area. At Hamilton, every application that we received um, is reviewed by at least uh, three and in some cases could be five or six admission officers as it makes its way through uh, through the through the admission journey right and as we're winnowing down to our final group of students that we're going to invite to join our community 
Um, you know, and I have to say, and we're starting this process right now for, for our early rounds, this is the hardest part of an admission officer's job, right? It determines who we don't take. Um, and, and this responsibility is, is not something that we ever take uh, for granted at Hamilton. Well, we appreciate that overview. Thank you so much. And I like how you said in the beginning to find your admissions counselor and don't hesitate to reach out. You are there to help people, which of course is why we're having this conversation to help students and their parents. I also want you to know, JD, that I'm going to link the Office of Undergraduate Admissions to Hamilton in the show notes. If there are any other links that you want me to include, just provide it to me. And of course, I'll make it available to the students and their parents. So, J.D., what are the different ways one can apply to Hamilton, and is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? Sure. Well, we have a couple of different application plans for Hamilton. We have early decision and regular decision. Now, our early decision are actually broken into two. We have early decision one and early decision two. Those are binding early decision plans. We do not have um, early action at Hamilton, like uh, some other schools and colleges have early action. That's not an option, but we do have, again, two early decisions and a regular decision. So our early decision one deadline, that's on November 15th. You hear back from us in mid-December. Our early decision two deadline, typically early part of January, this coming year it's January 4th, which is also the same deadline as our regular decision deadline. With early decision two, you'll get uh, your answer back from Hamilton in early to mid-February with regular decision you hear back from us towards the end of March. So again, early decision at Hamilton is binding. So if you're admitted under early decision, you agree that you'll attend, you're gonna withdraw your applications at other schools and colleges. Applying ED, early decision to Hamilton, it, it tells us that, that we are your top choice college. You want to be here. Um, and, and like we talked about a little bit earlier, that in itself is a really strong form of demonstrated interest in our school. Um, your financial aid award, if, if you're applying for financial aid, it's going to be the same at early decision as it is at regular decision. Um, we do recognize though that, that there are students for, for whom um, Hamilton is, is their top choice, but uh, due to timing or needing to um, you know, take a look at other financial aid packages, and such, we know that they can't always come in at, at, at that um, at that point in time. And I, I and I think it, it it's really important to stress that most of our offers of admission go to students who don't apply early decision. And so we still have plenty of of offers to make to them at at regular decision. Well, we appreciate that overview. And I also know that Hamilton, like many other schools, is test optional. JD, can you share the percentage of students that apply and that are ultimately admitted that did not, in fact, submit their test scores? Yes. Well, for the most recent class, the class that joined us uh, this past fall, class of 2026, a little more than half of them um, submitted an SAT or an ACT score with their application. Um, and we, we get this question a lot. A lot of people wonder, should you submit testing? And our answer is that this is a personal choice. This is something that you should make in consultation with your guidance counselor, with your college counselor in your school, and looking closely and thinking, do your scores represent you? Do they reflect your academic potential? I think it, it, it's important to stress that, that in the absence of test scores, 
your academic record, your grades, your rigor are going to count even more. And, and for many students, that's a good thing, but we realize not for all. Well, thank you again for that overview, J.D. We really appreciate it. And of course, the transcript is the most important part of the academic portion of the application. J.D., can you walk us through what you're looking for when reviewing an applicant's transcript? So for your transcript, we're looking at your high school experience, right? We're, we're looking at those four years and we're looking for students that are challenging themselves within the context of what their high school offers. Are they taking the most rigorous classes available to them? Are they doing well in those classes? And, and how are you filling your time with those courses? I, I think one thing that, that I will say and one thing that I notice a lot while looking through transcript is I'm really looking for students who are staying strong into their senior year. We want to, we like to see that you are carrying this rigor throughout your high school experience. Well, we appreciate that, and that's great advice, students. So remember, continue to put your best foot forward, including senior year. Thank you, J.D. And of course, college essays, that's another part of the overall application. J.D., what are some examples of college essays that left an impression with you, and what advice would you offer prospective students in terms of what to think about when they're preparing to write their essays? Yeah, this is uh, a topic I love to, to t talk about. We, um, we actually do a couple of virtual essay workshops every fall, um, and they are on our YouTube channel. Uh, I encourage students to go out and look at them. It's where uh, I'll sit down with a couple of other admission officers in my office, and we'll field some questions about writing that college essay. So I, and I also understand it's a really, this is a very stressful part for a lot of students of the, the college application process. And, and, and for me, an essay that's, that's, that is going to capture me, it, it's where I'm going to learn a lot about the person writing the essay, right? The person applying for college. I, within the last couple of years, I, I still focus in on this one essay we have from a student who um, wrote about this experience she had as a small child. She was maybe you know, four or five years old, and she grew up in a house full of brothers, right, and who were kind of <laughs> athletic and sports crazy, right? And they needed a goalie for the street hockey team, and so they, you know, they they would they took her five five years old or whatever, and duct taped the couch cushions to her right to her legs, and and duct taped a pillow across her and stuck her in the goal, right, and then and, and and she was the goalie. Well, but the way she painted that picture and how she used that uh, childhood experience as a jumping off point to talk about her family and the role of athletics in her life from a young age, right? I felt I really got to know and understand her point of view, what was important to her, learned a little bit about her life. And I, it just, I learned a lot about her through the lens that she used to tell the story. Right, I got a sense of how you know her family, her brothers with the duct tape, right? How that, how that shaped her. But the essay wasn't overly focused on them. It was focused on her. If, right. I, if I can offer any caution, I would say too often we read essays where the focus isn't the student, but someone else. Um, and yes, those, those people are important in their life, but this is a personal essay. 
it's called that for a reason, right? If I if I come away learning more about Grandma or Uncle Joe, right, than I do about <laughs> you, it it it, it missed the mark. Um, this is your chance to tell the admission committee something about you. We've got a great um, set of resources on our website, hamilton.edu/essays. Those are past essays that worked. So we every every few years we collect a dozen or so admission essays with permission of their authors and post them to our website. There's some essay tips and writing resources out there. Um, good for all types of writing assignments, not just your essays. Um, you know, good writing matters. Good voice is even more important. Um, and if I can leave you with one parting piece of advice is be careful about the grown-ups in your life right over editing your essay for you we we can kind of tell when mom or dad or guidance counselor has has been in there tweaking with things um we do want your voice to to come through well those are great pieces of advice and once again any resource you want to share with me you mentioned your youtube channel you mentioned the resources related to essays Provide me with the links, and of course, we'll make them available in the show notes for the students and parents. So thank you again, J.D. And of course, the activity sheet is another piece of the overall application. What are you looking for when reviewing the activities that a student may or may not have taken part in? Well, when we're looking at, at extracurricular outside classroom activities, we're hoping uh, that students applying to Hamilton are using that section of the application to show us what's important to them. How are you spending your time outside of the classroom? And I, I think it's also important that we step back and we say that the, these extracurricular, these, these non-academic experiences can be varied, right? It can be uh, work, a, a paid job, a part-time job. It can be taking care of siblings, helping out your family, um, having family responsibilities. There's really no one size fits all for all applicants. We realize that. Um, I, I also think too often high school students feel pressured to be involved in all of the clubs and all of the activities, <laughs> and they join this and they join that, but they don't get to do anything at more than just surface level because they've kind of spread themselves too thin. Um, to me, it's important that, that your application show me a few things that, that you are deeply involved in that are a really important part of your life in your extracurricular activities, in your community, in your job, your family, right? Any of those things. And, and show us how that makes you who you are. Well, that's great advice. And it goes back to what you were saying about the essay. Don't write an essay talking about Grandpa or Uncle Joe without talking about who you are. And of course, the same thing with the activity sheet. If you have to hold a job to help out a family or your home after school because you have to take care of a younger sibling, all of these things count. And admissions reps wanna know about these things so that they get great insight in terms of who you are students as a person. So JD, thank you again. I was also curious, does Hamilton offer any programs for students, of course, that may have had an IEP while they were in high school to help ensure that they continue to be successful once they're on your campus, JD? And if so, can you elaborate in terms of what you offer? Hamilton does have an office uh, led by a dean for accessibility resources that will uh, help to coordinate individualized accommodations, uh, support services for any student who has a documented need. Uh, this office, this dean, they take information provided by the student. They will work with the student's faculty and others on campus to really 
um, help develop a, a system of support for the student to be successful. Um, many students with uh, learning disabilities find that they can do well at a place like Hamilton because we have small class sizes, we've got excellent teachers, and so that close personal attention, those resources, they're kind of already baked into our system. Um, and, and I think I, it's, it's important to, to dive in a little bit here to that system of support um, for all students, right? Regardless if you have an IEP or 504 status, right? Our academic centers, our writing center, our oral communication center, our quantitative and symbolic resource center, our language center, these are all open to um, and widely used by students throughout their Hamilton uh, career, right? We, we do this survey every year. Uh, a little over 80% of our students last year told us they used uh, the services of the writing center at some point during their Hamilton journey. Um, Hamilton also has a, a really um, thoughtful uh, tiered system of advising. You're going to have a first year advisor. You're going to have a, an advisor when you declare your major who will help you through that particular concentration. You're going to have what, what we call an umbrella advisor. This is your Alex advisor. Alex, a little bit of a, a play on words there for our founding father, Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. But it's, it's an acronym. It stands for Advise, Learn, and Experience. This, this Alex advisor, I, I like to talk about them a little bit like an air traffic controller. So if you think about where, where does an air traffic controller sit at the airport? They're up in the tower, right? They're high up. They've got a broad view of all the stuff going on at the airport. Think about your Alex advisor as somebody who's got a broad view of what's going on with you at Hamilton, inside the classroom, outside of the classroom. And they're there to, to kind of help you find out where you need to go, who to talk to, and how do you take advantage of of all of Hamilton's resources and, and plan out your experiential learning opportunities while you're here too. So lots of resources regardless of whether or not you, you have that, that IEP or not. Well, we really appreciate it. And this has been an outstanding conversation, JD. Unfortunately, it leads us to our last question, which is what are your top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? Yeah, and I, you know, I've thought, uh, you know, a lot about giving the, this kind of advice, especially right, just kind of coming off of it um, in our own family as well. Um, I, I think first of all, you've got to give yourself and your family time to approach this uh, thoughtfully. The college search, your college decision process, is really not something you want to to rush, um, and this includes starting early, right? Conversations between parents and students about the expectations for college, right? What are your students' goals? What, what are the parents' goals for the students, right? Sometimes those don't always match up. But the, the earlier that you can get everybody on the same page about uh, students' college intentions, um, the smoother that trip is going to be, right? This includes uh, financial aid considerations, right? Paying for college is top of mind for, for so many parents. And again, the, you know, the earlier in the process you begin this research and planning, the more time you have and the family has to prepare themselves, right? You know, it's, it's just never too early to reach out to a college's financial aid office if you have uh, questions about their process, for example, right? So give yourself that time. Uh, my, my second piece of advice would be, you know, yes, you're giving yourself that time, but don't lock yourself into your decision too early. Uh, maybe you're researching uh, colleges as a freshman or a sophomore in high school and you've, you've made this list, right? That, that list may change over time, that, 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 and that's okay. 
uh, you know, you're growing, you're learning as your high school years are advancing. You know, and what, what might have been important to you as a freshman or first year student in high school might be a little bit different than, let's say, when you're a junior. Um, so learn to be a little bit open and flexible. Um, you know, colleges, Hamilton included, uh, we like to send you things. We like to send you brochures and view books <laughs> and lots and lots of emails. And, you know, and we do that for a reason. Um, you know, take the time. Read what you're getting. Get a feel for the places you're considering. Um, you know, and, and use these communications as, um, as a jumping off point, as a vehicle for you to have your own discussion with your parents, right, about why did this college catch your interest, right? Hey, hey, look at this, look at this view book or look at this interesting brochure they sent, right? This is what stands out to me about this college. Can we talk about this? Um, and it also helps you kind of frame what you want out of your, your college years. But again, realize you're growing, you're changing, you're evolving throughout high school, and your college expectations might, might change and evolve too, and that's okay. And I think that the last piece of advice I want to leave um, your listeners with is relax. Uh, you know, I, I, I know easier said than done, and it's the admission officer saying it and not the stressed out student, right? But, but we know... We know students are stressed out about the college search and application process and, and myriad other things in their life. And, and we know that it just adds another level of anxiety on top of what sometimes is already um, a stressful high school experience. So take that time. Take time for yourself. Take time to slow down and enjoy high school, right? Your friends, your family. Try and find that balance in your life. Um, you know, I talked to a family, they, they set some ground rules for when they do and don't discuss college search, right? It's like, you know, two nights at the two nights at the dinner table and that's it, right? Hold off at other times. It doesn't need to, you know, be pervasive parts of all family discussions. Um, and, and lean on those in your life who can support you for, through this, right? Is it your friends, your parents, guidance counselor, college counselor at school? Know where those resources are that can help you and take advantage of them. That, that, that's what they're there to do. Well, I think those are great pieces of advice. I particularly love how you said, give your family time to approach this thoughtfully and recognize that when you're a freshman to when you're applying, probably in September of uh, senior year, your thought process might change. You might want to be closer to home. You want you might want a larger school or a smaller school or anything in between. So those are great pieces of advice, JD. We really appreciate it. And I'm so happy because I know this conversation is going to help so many students and their parents. Thank you for being with us today and for sharing your expertise. We really appreciate it. It was an honor to be here and I really appreciate being invited. Thank you. And it was nice to talk to you, John. Thank you. The pleasure was all ours. Hope to have you again soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.